What's good? Everything is in the house. Everything pro wrestling. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Clash of the podcast. I guess you can call this Clash of the podcast plus two. Because <laughs> the pro wrestling shoots in the house too. You already know what's good, man. We're going to talk some CM Punk. We're going to get into some WWE 2K24. We're going to talk that AEW, man. We're just going to have fun talking pro wrestling with our special guest today. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get it. Pro! 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 Wrestling! Shoot! What is good? You already know where you are at the Pro Wrestling Shoot, another episode. I'm Jesse. Followed by me is James and our special guest tonight, Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling, Sean Hubbard of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, a.k.a. Clash of the Podcast. What's good, fellas? Yo, all is well, man. Thank you for having me. God bless. I'm happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I've been on many a times. Hello, yeah, Con- everybody. Con- Conrad is a familiar face around here. I am really happy to have you, though, Sean, because, you know, Clash of the Podcast is one of my favorite listens when it comes to, I, look, I know you guys are live Tuesday, but I work those days. Or, I mean, you're live on Mondays, but I work Mondays, and, you know, I, I'll catch about half of the show live as much as I can. But then uh, Tuesday, man, that's my that's my truck driving day, so I, I enjoy listening to uh clash of the podcast and then messaging conrad debating all the stuff that you guys are talking about it's always a good time we appreciate live every monday at 605 eastern standard time plug your stuff man plug your sean you got come come to the mothership the super station if you will baby come on in (laughs) mac a dream sean you got anything going on your channel over at hubbard wrestling weekly or what um, nothing, nothing um, crazy going on right now. We have monthly specials, boxing, pro, pro wrestling. Most of my time is dedicated to Clash of the Podcast. But subscribe to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly because we always got some heat coming for you. Don't do weekly stuff, but we do monthly, and it's kind of crazy whenever we go live. So, And you never know when I might go on one of my epic Jay Uso rants, but we're not going to get started on that right now. <laughs> That's all right, man. We'll get into whatever, man. But, uh, yeah, today I, I basically want to dive into the whole thing going on with CM Punk. CM Punk um, has had a roller coaster of a ride over in AEW, obviously, and uh, and WWE before he went to AEW. We didn't get CM Punk for, what, seven years, eight years almost? Yep. So CM Punk's back. He's back in WWE. Um, his promos are looking quite different nowadays. It's not the same CM Punk that we were seeing a few months ago on, on AEW, but uh, I guess it's to be expected because it's WWE that we're talking about. What do you guys think? Well, you know, I um, I actually saw the clip today. I didn't have time yesterday since I was watching for fantasy football. But Oh, yeah, by the I way, noticed... James, happy late birthday, man. We didn't get to stream yeah. on, on your birthday or anything, but <laughs> I wish I had that video of you wearing the, the sombrero and <laughs> all the all the fun uh, fun times that we were yeah, making. Yeah, was not expecting the... the sombrero, um, <laughs> but it felt like you know. I think you're the you're the one that mentioned it. And it felt odd when Punk was like saying, you know, ladies and gentlemen, and just you know, just the mannerisms he was doing. You know, um, we do want to let him, you know, drop the pipe bombs and all that, and go to the old CM Punk. Um, but this, you know, this got everyone's eyeballs glued to it. You you got what everybody wanted. Um, you know, it, it's a fresh start. He's only been on, what, WWE television since his return, what, three times now? Four? Raw he was on there throughout the entire show, I felt like. 
Yeah, this was his signed. Yeah, he was popping up a lot, had a little segment with uh He's at NXT right now backstage. Oh, great, yeah. So. Nobody's watching NXT. We should all be watching the pro wrestling shoot right now. This is the only show that uh, that is worth watching on Tuesdays. And I see there's only a little bit in here today, man. That means they are watching CM Punk, which is good. I can't I can't hate uh, people watching CM Punk, man. That's my boy. But let's shout out a few people, man, that came early. They always come early. Byron Cutler, what's going on? Isaiah Hill, our, our uh, spokesman for my rise over in 2K24 before we start the stream. <laughs> Can I list my top three? NXT stars I want to see in 2K24. Go ahead and list them, Isaiah. Uh, Mike, what's going on? Member of the Pro Wrestling Shoot, Lexus King. The hell? <laughs> he says, uh, chilling. Let me see your Gabe. Let's go. What's good, everybody? What's going on, Gabe? Steve Kelly's in the house. What's going on? Good evening, guys. How's it going? The Goat has made his way in, man. What's going on? What's good, man? What's good? I'm glad you guys can make it. We got a small chat tonight, but uh, it's okay because they'll probably start piling in when we start talking about 2K24. Well, <laughs> I've been talking about CM mm -hmm. Punk the last couple of weeks on the show, so people are probably just uh, tuned out for CM Punk. But we're going to talk about why I think that CM Punk is a draw in professional wrestling and has proven to be a draw over on AEW and now WWE, which is kind of incredible. He's only been here, what, a week? Two weeks? <laughs> Two weeks now, right? That's right. Huh. On Saturday. Sean, what do you think about CM Punk's return so far? And just be honest with me. Like, what, what are you looking forward to seeing from CM Punk in WWE? Because WWE to you has been quite the letdown, obviously. If you guys watch Class of the, Clash of the Podcast, Sean is not digging very much uh, over on the WWE side. But what could they do to turn that around when it comes to CM Punk? I love WWE, Jess. What are you talking about? No, I, <laughs> I um, yeah, I have some some very strong feelings about WWE and, and how they can improve. But as it relates to CM Punk, um, I just want him to be himself. You know, that first promo when he came out the gates on Monday. Obviously, the return on that Survivor Series was epic. Um, there's there's nobody that can ever critique that in a negative way. Um, so salute to to WWE for getting that done back on the uh, Thanksgiving weekend but the following monday was very corny you know you, you, the whole i'm home spiel i was very disappointed in that it was it was, seemed very contrived it seemed very um rehearsed and it, it didn't come across as authentic whatsoever um he took a break obviously was gone for a week came back and uh was on smackdown and really represented on smackdown i thought the promo on smackdown was much more phil brooks-esque and that's what i want i want CM Punk to be CM Punk. Um, I've said it on our show before, and I'll say it here, Jess, that I think that this is his last chance. Um, as talented as he is, there's only so many chances you can have. Now, it'll be, it's a matter of trajectory of whether or not you feel it's been CM Punk's fault, the things that have happened. I personally do not think it's all his fault, but I think that there's a level of maturity that he needs to show, especially now at the 11th hour, because this is it. I don't think anybody else other than maybe Impact, and that's no disrespect to Impact, but I don't think anybody with a television show other than Impact would give him a chance if things go left now. So it, all I'm saying to Phil Brooks is we love you. Do what you got to do to stick around. Don't let people ruffle your feathers. If somebody pushes you the wrong way, I'm not saying not be a man and don't be a man and defend yourself, but think about the bag instead of your pride. It was noted that uh... – 
the segment that we got from Seth Rollins and CM Punk yesterday didn't have any producers listed. I wonder, <laughs> do you think that Seth mentioned anything that was going to be said to CM Punk before going out there? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they did. But Seth, uh, I don't know. We got that look from CM Punk, right, before uh, certain comments were said from Seth Rollins. The only, the only indication I would have, Jesse, is that I feel that if CM Punk really did feel blindsided, that he wouldn't have said what he said about, okay, this is the only promo, the only opportunity I'm going to give you to disrespect me without me coming at you. That seemed like he knew what was coming. Um, had it been a blindside, I don't think the Phil Brooks that we know would have let that slide. I think there was a lot of truth, though, in Seth Rollins' promo last night saying that, you know, this is your last chance. I think you just said it right now, Sean. So this is your last chance. There is no coming back from this. So I think CM Punk is trying to toe that line. You know what I mean? I think that – and I've said it for for months, probably a year at this time. I mean, we've been talking about CM Punk for a long time since the whole brawl out thing, right? So CM Punk went to – AEW for the bag, right? Originally, that's what he came back to wrestling for. There was enough money on the table. He came back. What ended up happening was this man fell back in love with pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was enjoying himself. And towards the end, you could really see that he was enjoying That I, I go back to watching that match with Samoa Joe at All In. If you see, like, <laughs> this man had just choked out Jack Perry in the back. And then went out there, and he looked like he was having the time of his life. Maybe because he had that sense of freedom. Maybe he knew he was getting fired because of this. So he said, we're going to have the best match we can. And I feel like that was the match of the night for me, personally, on All In. So uh, just the look on his face out there, it felt like he fell back in love with pro wrestling. So when he got fired, you know, from AEW, I think he was kind of going for that. You know, and to get back into WWE, the dude seems at peace i don't he just he, there's something there's a look about him that is different and, and i don't know if if i'm the only one getting that vibe but when i see cm punk now he looks healthy he looks happy um maybe he is sincere about being home i i know how corny it sounded you know when he first came back and all the stuff that he said you, you know about wwe but i've also said a lot of things um, about AEW wrestlers too. That any any wrestler that says they don't want to go to WWE and have that main event WrestleMania match or moment, uh, they're lying. There, there's no way that you just don't want that to experience that once. Now, maybe not everybody wants to go and be the WWE champion, mm-hmm. but uh, to have that WrestleMania moment and to experience that, I think it's a whole different feeling for these guys. And I think they grew up watching that. You know what I mean? So to say that they did it would be uh, a great. Um, accomplishment I would I would think but how do you guys feel about CM Punk do you think CM Punk looks happier in in WWE looks very stress-free you know he looks I mean he looks like he feels like himself I mean you see it from uh, showing up on NXT um, Raw you know even just this past Raw with the fans you know even announcing that I'm gonna sign with Raw like he doesn't look like if you go back to his old photos he looks worn out stressed out just you know, he has a lot on his plate. Now it's, you know, it's like Seth's promo. I mean, this is your last chance, you know, and he's making amends for everybody. He's been all over the place. He, uh, you know, interrupted Cora Jade, which, you know, which he knows from years ago being a fan. 
Um, you know, he's being very symbolic and very, you know, himself. He, Did, he didn't really, his wife trade really, uh, Cora Jade? Cora Jade? Sorry. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I know she shot. I think she did. Maybe that's why he mentioned. I, I, th- I uh, think she did. Mentioned her that April, you know, um, is proud of you. So, but he's really showing, like, you know, the past is the past. Here I am. Here's a new beginning. I'm here for the fans, you know, and I want to make up for everything. And you know, Conrad. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just waiting <laughs> my turn. You know, I could talk all day about this topic. Um, I, I think that CM Punk is, uh, he seems like he's happier. I know what you had mentioned before is kind of true too. With WWE comes that restrictiveness. No matter what people want, no matter what people believe, there's always going to be that element of they control what you say. You must say superstars over the top rope for the Royal Rumble. And it, it just comes with the territory. So. Yeah. I know people want Punk to go out there and he's free-flowing. The promos in AEW felt more lively, but he still knows how to touch those nerves. Because after that first promo, you may have questioned, like, yo, what is this? Why I personally just think they didn't have any plans for him yet, like that we're ironed out, like this is what we're doing. So you got five minutes, just go tell everybody you're happy to be here. We'll figure it out next week. Okay. And I think that's what it turned into, and it was like, uh, that that kind of sucked. You could have done that way better. It wasn't the best delivery. The I'm home thing, I can see it come. CM Punk's going to come off as a hypocrite. That's why that Seth Rollins promo hit yesterday. That's why it made sense. He made Seth look like a million dollars. You know what the difference was this time? Punk made it known that I'm going to be quiet this time for you because, you know what, you're probably right for feeling the way you feel. But the next time you open your mouth about me, we're going to have a problem. (gasps) It's pro wrestling. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Next time he's going to open his mouth, they're going to square up. And that's what people want to see. So the draw is there. The money, the money is there. Everybody's going to get paid. Are you surprised that they've already pulled the trigger on Seth Rollins and CM Punk standing in the same ring together? Considering last week we heard... Seth Rollins say, I'm not going to give that guy any peace of mind. And then when CM Punk's out in the ring, Seth Rollins' music hits. He's the one that comes to the ring. Not at all. Because what has Triple H's booking been? Long-term storytelling. He is following the Roman Reigns method with Paul Heyman booking that. Punk and Seth, I'm sure, have booked this. I don't think Seth hates him. I think this is all a setup, personally. I just don't believe it. He had issues with Riddle, and he wrestled a match with that guy. Those were real issues. CM Punk's the dude who called him up. He's the dude who went to NXT and was like, yo, I'm tagging with that kid in a match against Cassius Ono and uh, Cesaro, which was a great match if you've never seen it. Like, go watch it. Then he said for The Shield, the two people who he said he definitely wanted were Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. If those dudes don't feel any gratitude to CM Punk, they're crazy. They're crazy. They wanted Big Show to be in that group. With all due respect to Big Show, he don't need no more spots, all right? So Punk suggesting that was super cool of him. He gave a lot of people pushes that people forget about. Well, I don't forget about it. Hub? They can have gratitude. I'm I'm sure Seth Rollins does have gratitude. But that was 10 years ago. And, yes, he'll always remember what CM Punk did for him but you know what cm punk 
did some things that Seth Rollins didn't agree with. And I think that the the piece that you think is behind this, I, I think there's a little point of contention. Look, people who don't like each other do really good business together if they're professional enough to pull it off. I think there's a lot of truth to what Seth Rollins said. I think there's a lot of truth inside Seth Rollins' heart about what he feels. And I think at the end of the day, when you talk crap about the company for 10 years, everything he said was true. He talked about WWE like they were dogs. I'm not mad at Phil Brooks for speaking his opinion, but he talked about WWE like they were dogs. And now you're back. Let me let me tell you something, guys. See, I'm going to go on record. CM Punk saying, I'm glad to be home is the most disingenuous hot garbage I have ever heard in wrestling. How dare you? How dare you insult my intelligence to tell me? Now, you want to tell me I'm happy to be back on the main stage? I'm happy to be back in WrestleMania season? I'm happy to be back in the number one wrestling organization in the world? No problem. I'm happy to be home. Don't insult my intelligence, Phil. We know what you said. We also know what Cody Rhodes said, though. He's a hypocrite, hypocrite too. Yeah, listen, (laughs) I I think think when it comes down to it, man, I think both these guys... Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that they they haven't said some things, right? Right. Obviously, some things were said, um, and it's in the past now. You know, they're both... But they were right, too. No, yeah, one hundred percent. I never said he was. I never said he was wrong about what he said. That I just said, tells you what I never said he was wrong about what he said. I just said he said what he said. <laughs> All right, because I got a comment for you about your Seth Rollins stuff too. Oh. That company man stuff only gets you, but so far that mm, that mm, that kissing <laughs> up, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's only gonna get you so far, company man. You told Will Osprey I have more money than you. What a dirt bag! I met this dude a long time ago, and this is when he first got called up to the WWE, and he was doing the dark matches. I met him one time, and he was the most humble, nice guy. And when I saw that tweet, I was like, what happened to the dude that I met when he was on the dark? I'm just happy to be here, man. Thank you so much for watching my matches in Ring of Honor. Thank you so much. Shook my hand and everything. What happened to that guy? Now he's I'm standing on my money looking down at you, Will Ospreay. Have fun in Japan. What a <laughs> jerk. What a jerk. That's, that's yeah. Stay that's off Twitter. Valid. Punk was that's right. Valid. That's valid. That's I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm just saying, there's points of contentions on both sides, and when that first promo happened, I was on record with you. I'm still on record saying it. They gave CM Punk, and he got five minutes. He was like, I'm going to give you material to cook me, but I'm going to cook you too, and it's going to work. It is going to sell. It's not going to be right now. It's probably going to be after January, but when it's time for them to cook, it's going to go down. The promos are going to be fire. And listen, man, um, you know, we said that they're, the promos are dumbed down because it's WWE and you guys, you know, did the robot dance and everything going on. Keep in mind, CM Punk did his best promo work, period, ever, in the WWE during the PG era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that straight edge society thing was some of the best work I've seen CM Punk do. And then, you know, obviously the pipe bomb. I don't have to bring that up. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty widely known. I think that's what popped CM Punk off. But... Um, yeah, CM Punk did his best work in the WWE. He's done some terrible promos in the WWE as well. Now, don't get me wrong. I like I like what you're able to do in AEW because I feel like it's a little unhinged, if you will. But 
a lot of the time these promos just consist of cursing or any you know something that you just wouldn't be able to say on WWE TV instead of and, and they kind of just shoot from the hip right it's, it's like a work right. shoot right. that's what makes these promos so oh he got him you know he talked about you know kind of what CM Punk did on Monday Night Raw about Seth Rollins you know not being the man in his house you know that's that's just one of those worked shoots so to speak that the the crowd goes off about but i don't know man i think that uh the best is yet to come for cm punk i just think that cm punk right now is kind of minding his p's and q's because like everybody said man this is his last chance i mean what are you gonna do go out there and just start you know going into business for yourself right off the bat you you know you know why wwe works better with cm punk too in AEW, it's kind of outlawish, right? Like Eddie Kingston, they all go out there and do what they want. So what's stopping CM Punk from doing what he wants? In WWE, there is someone stopping him from doing what he wants. And that anti-establishment gimmick works better when there is somebody that's like, no, you can't do that. And then when he does it, it's like, oh, it makes it, it amplifies it bigger. So that's why it works. It's that rage against the machine type of mentality. And it, it, it works with what Punk's trying to do. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I Look, there's a lot of people on Twitter that are going to say what that. By the way, like, th- this whole, you know, subscribe to one company, I, I called it gang warfare the other day on, on uh, Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of some of the stuff that was said about, um, you know, Jay Briscoe, them boys, all the stuff that was going on, man. I was actually unaware of this until James had thrown a tweet in, in our private conversation, and um, then I just kind of scrolled Twitter for a minute. To see some of the things that these guys argue about is the most ridiculous and inhumane community that I've ever <laughs> I've ever witnessed. I mean, I'm sure there's other communities just like it, but man, the wrestling community has been on one as of late, especially when it comes to this war between AEW and WWE, which I might add, there's no war. There's, <laughs> there's no war, period. Like, that. AEW is this company that's still trying to hold on, right? Like, they, they barely have any anybody going to these shows. Apparently, they're making money, though. So, they're making mm-hmm. money? Great. Great for them. I don't see AEW going anywhere. They're not going to be a company that just falls by the wayside and, and, and goes away, right? Tony Khan has too much money to let that happen. But um, something's got to happen with this creative when it comes to AEW. And the reason why I bring that up is because... I feel like Tony Khan made one of the biggest decisions of his company by firing CM Punk to begin with. He had a look, you had a rough choice. In his mind, you know, you have the elite who made that place, right? Like I'm gonna go ahead and throw that your favorite line out there, Conrad, my favorite line as well. You know, they built this place, uh, the elite. And uh <coughs> they're they're doing laps in front of empty crowds. But Here's the thing, man. This is AEW's top merchandise. As well, today, what do you know? As of today. Oh, my God. They are... CM Punk is currently beating the the number one seller as of last week, which was the AEW merch. Now CM Punk is on top of that. Which like is Mussolini! Wild. And he's in a different company, dude. <laughs> CM Punk and FTR is number four, and that's still associated with CM Punk. These numbers are crazy to me. 
<laughs> I told everybody this from the beginning. Idiots! Idiots! You do. Why would you get rid of your top person? I do not care. Jungle Boy would be done. Don't even speak to me when you come back. When you walk, you're on eggshells, on the bottom of your feet. I better not hear a peep or you're out of here. Pack your stuff up and beat it. You ain't drew a dime. Out. Done. Finito. If he is the devil, I'm out. Done. I do not care. Garbage. We sold all this for the Young Bucks. They're not even on TV. Where's Kenny Omega in the big weeks? Where is he? I, I can't tell you what this company's doing. AEW, you messed up, bro. I get Tony Khan feels like I had to get rid of him. But here's the coward stuff I'm talking about. Who said Brian Danielson was on the disciplinary committee? Sean, why did you? Why did we need to know that? Why did that have to be said? Because he was looking for an outing, looking for a scapegoat to say, oh, Tony Khan's not that bad. Well, he said I did it already, so who cares? I, I, it was, it, I didn't say it was a poignant thing to say, but that's the reason why he said it. Oh, he knows because he's going to start looking stupid when the articles come out when someone like Jesse pulls that up. Why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. You couldn't I, tell your, you couldn't tell those dudes to sit down and you're going to work with this dude? I'm going to put a picture of money on my Instagram. I thought about doing this today on the table, and that's all I kept thinking about today was you could have did CMFTR versus the Elite. You could have did CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. Why didn't you do these matches? There's a lot hit of the, matches from CM Punk that we could have gotten in AEW. They dropped the ball. <laughs> James, hit the toilet flush, bro. Hit the toilet flush for that money going down the toilet, man. Yeah, seriously. Hey, tweet oh, of the day boy. yesterday, man. Serious question. This is from uh, Uncle Howdy Hottie Hopper. I don't know why this pops up on my feed, but apparently Twitter thought this was for me. I don't know if it was for me to piss me off or not, but this is what it was. Serious question. What in the F was Tony Khan supposed to do? If he didn't fire CM Punk in a, uh, from AEW for starting a fist fight with Jack Perry because Punk was too thin-skinned to handle that Crimea River jab, y'all would be saying he has no balls and inmates run the uh, asylum, etc. He goes on, uh, somebody else says, um, handle the situation before it got to that point. The problem didn't start at Wembley. This guy replies with, okay, how did it start? <laughs> this dude, this just... This just set oh, me boy. off, man, and I try to avoid um, as much confrontation on, on Twitter, but you know I have just a short fuse. So here we go. I tweeted, uh, have you have you not been following this the last year and a half? Page went into business for himself after he was fed false information about Cabana getting taken off of Dynamite, which turned the elite boys and everyone they got hired against Punk, even Stooge lies to the dirt sheets. I haven't gotten a reply yet, from, but uh, this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing on Twitter over and over again, thinking that people like Jack Perry and the elites are, are moving numbers for AEW. MJF is not even moving numbers for AEW right now. Is he? I mean, he may be the, the highest watched segment. Maybe he's, he still is the highest watched segment, but okay. he's not, um, he's not popping like he was before. First week in WWE, top current selling T-shirts on WWE shop. Cody Rhodes, who was ahead of everybody, is no longer Dude. even on this list. We're talking CM Punk T-shirt return tee is number one. Six figures. PW Insider noted that CM Punk moved a turn of merchandise on the night of his WWE return. It was stated that his merchandise moved into the six-figure rage 
uh, I think they put uh, they typoed that. It's supposed to say range on uh, November 25th, the night of Survivor Series. So the night of Survivor Series, this guy hit six figures. Oh man, he's a needle mover. He's a big. Damn Sean, deal. what do you think about that? I see you shaking your head. What? How do you? How do you feel about that? Just, I, I'm so thankful for you to have me here. I'm, I'm, I'm leading with this, so you understand my humility and what I'm about to say. <laughs> feel free, brother. My show CM Punk is a top five talent in the entire wrestling world, not just WWE. In any of any practitioner of pro wrestling, CM Punk is in the top five. Nobody's ever denied that. Anybody who does would be foolish. I've never denied that. Question for you. When the Kansas City Chiefs played the Buffalo Bills last week, was Hardavious Tony offsides or not? He was offsides. 100%. Right? Was the flag stupid? It probably was. Was the flag something that wasn't necessary in that moment because it really didn't have any bearing on the game? It probably was. But the referees being killed, figuratively, of course, being killed because they threw the flag is ridiculous. What am I trying to say? What point am I trying to make? Sam Punk did wrong. He wasn't the only one who did wrong. He wasn't the only one that should have been punished. But I, I, get, I get so much backlash when I say that CM Punk needs to be more mature, more grown up, and understand that this is about business and not about personal stuff. Was, but, but it's like, I feel like I have to preface that, Jesse, by saying, yes, Paige was wrong. Yes, the Bucks were wrong. Yes, Tony Khan was wrong. I've said that and I've been consistent with that since day one. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm wrong when I say CM Punk deserved to be punished. He's a, that doesn't take away from me saying he's one of the best in the world. But when I say CM Punk was wrong, all of a sudden, oh, you're bugging out. What about Adam Page? What about the Bucks? I, Sean, I don't th- I don't think you're wrong at all. I, I really don't. I, I don't think that you're wrong at all. He could have handled the situation 100%. That's all I'm saying, brother. Yep, yep, nope, I agree with you. But at the same time, mm-hmm. when you're getting poked and prodded Agreed. and pushed mm-hmm. and lied, look, Adam Hangman Page did this promo not even knowing what happened. He just right. went out there and just assumed because one of his buddies in the dirt sheets told him, hey, Cabana got fired because of CM Punk. Right. Not the case. Tony Khan not came out and so. said, no, that is not what happened. You know what I mean? But because he assumed it instead of talking to somebody, because none of these guys, granted, none of these guys in AEW have ever worked a major league promotion. Mm-hmm. They, they all came from the independents. Some yes, of them, sir. New Japan. I mean, you could call New Japan a, you know, a big league, but in the, look, it's still an independent. You know what I mean? It's, it's not ran as professional as you would think it's just ran off of contracts you know what i mean like just contract he come in come into the you know into the states come into japan whatever it's it's a different situation than what cm punk has has dealt with for the last however many years right, right. That he was in wwe right so um yeah just come in at cm punk cm punk thought he was working an angle with this guy he's getting ready to go in a title match and then just gets caught off guard okay there's one thing he let it go right until 
He let that. Well, maybe he didn't let it go because he let that fester and then come out. He let it fester. <laughs> he, and, tried, and, and, he tried to let it go. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to let it go. Let it fester for you know a right. month or so for, to heal up from that injury. Came out, challenged Adam Page, um, and then the rest is history, right? Like, but uh, I'm assuming during this time that he did try to let it go. More dirt sheets were feeding into this, right? So CM Punk is reading all this crap that's on Twitter. He's reading all this stuff. People are calling him from from AEW. Yo, did this happen? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta look at the outside things too. So, um, I don't know, man. I think I would be you know at, at this at this point you're kind your back's against the wall, right? What do you do in this situation? Like I can either just kind of sit on it, eat eat, eat this uh, eat this humble pie, or uh, you know what I mean? Or we're gonna we're gonna show these guys who the real draw of this company is. I'm the world champion. I'm the one that brought you guys the million uh, the million dollar gates. I'm the one that brought you the million in ratings. You know what's going on here? And, I, and so, I'll say this, Jesse, real quick. As a man, as a man, I have zero problem with CM Punk did. Zero. Yeah. I don't even think I've said that on our show. I have I have as a man, I have no problem with what CM Punk did. As a businessman, I do. Right. That's, 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 but that also falls on Tony Khan, too, right? I well, mean, totally. 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 Conrad, I know you've been biting your lip. Go ahead, man. Let it loose. All right. All right. So I do agree with what Sean is saying partially, too. CM Punk, you gotta, you can't do some of the stuff that was going on today. But I do find it interesting. I sent people that a steel video. That I just saw. If you haven't, shout out to Rip Rogers. Give their podcast a listen. It's a two-hour video, but if you go to the, about the thirty-minute mark, you knew the first question their fans were going to ask were, "Hey, what happened with uh, all that stuff? You know, with the Bucks and everything." A Steel sounds like he signed an NDA and he can't talk, but he said, "You know who didn't sign an NDA that was in that room? My wife." And he was like, "And maybe one day she'll tell her story." He was like, "I would love for it," because he said some of the stuff that said is not true. That has been said by other people. And he said, one day the truth will come out and it will reveal itself. And it'll be interesting for people to watch. But I want to go back to this whole CM Punk is uh, wronged. I do think a lot of people poke and prod CM Punk. And I can give you examples that aren't just AEW and other things that have happened. Booker T throwing trash on the floor when CM Punk says, I'm the locker room leader. You don't say that you're the locker room leader, but you also don't throw trash on the floor when someone says that they're trying to do the right thing, right? You don't do stuff like that. You also have the Kevin Nash comment that just came out this week. CM Punk versus Kevin Nash at Night of Champions. Hunter told me I'm not going to work the match, but I thought Kevin Nash was injured and he couldn't do it. He couldn't get cleared. No, Triple H told him I'm beating him. And And then he went and lied to Punk's face. Oh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't I couldn't possibly give you the match. I couldn't tell them that this is what we wanted to do. Hot garbage. Garbage the way that they treated this man. Number one merch seller in the company. White hot. And Triple H pedigrees him in Buffalo, New York. I was there. Trash. Trash. And then I got to hear our truth. Sorry. Our truth's a hypocrite too when we talk about the Cody Punk. They're all hypocrites. I get it. But don't forget other people are in this company. Our truth said some bad things about WWF when he was getting rowdy with when they were all getting rowdy together. And guess what ends up happening? You came right back too, brother. He said that me and Miz were hotter than CM Punk. 
Lies. Right. Never were you hotter than CM Punk. Lies. I dare you to show me one awesome truth shirt. Who's got one? Nobody in this chat got one. They about four or five awesome truth shirts, but they didn't sell like CM Punk. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. <laughs> James, Just... you've been quiet this whole time, man. What you What you got on this? Yeah, I'm kind of like everyone else. Like, you know, like Hub said, like, as a man, yeah, I respect them because we would, you know, at your personal job, you would not let anybody do this. Not business side. You know, he did let it go first. Well, maybe what, for maybe a day or two, and then he just unleashed. You know, I mean, I've said it numbers of times. Tony, Bo- uh, Tony Khan has not been a damn boss. I pushed it at the top. He needed to be a Vince McMahon and, you know, just let him go haywire. Nobody you needs to be a Vince. You, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay, Nobody like, needs to be a Vince McMahon. Dude is a piece of trash. But the way Vince handled some business, you know what I mean, like – I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like he, he didn't he didn't let stuff like that slide. So I guess maybe that's where you're coming from. He wouldn't have let it slide. No, so no. He would have told Tony him, Khan right, definitely get needed yourself to do in the ring. You know, let's handle it. You know, that's money on the table. You know, and instead it's just you know do what the hell you want. And you know, it's like Punk's promo when he said he's like I'm not here to you know make friends. I'm here to for, to make money. You know, yeah. and Tony's here trying to hug it out with every single damn person. You can't do that. You can't make everyone happy. You can't. You're talking straight facts right there, brother. Yes, sir. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, these were money-making matches that you had on the table, and you just flushed them down the bowl. And you have now a split crowd that, you know, we had fans booing CM Punk, cheering for the Elite, back and forth. It was a mess. It was, you know, it was disheartening to watch AEW because it's like, you know, you hear some crowds cheer for him, and you hear other towns boo. You don't want to split your whole in that entire company like that. Yeah. But that's yeah. what it was. Shout out to some more people in the chat, man. Wolf Mode. Uh, BJ showed up. Hey, what's going on, BJ? Uh, Matthew Lopez. Easy, what's going on? Hudson's in the chat. Um, Prince Rockstar. And if I forgot anybody else, sorry about that, man. I'm, I'm going to keep popping your guys' comments up, but we're going to keep uh, talking. Conrad, I know you wanted to say something else on that. No, that, I'm good now. I'm good now. Oh, okay. I said that's my line. I put in the chat. I put that's my line when I play Monopoly. I'm not here to. Make, I'm here to make money, not friends. <laughs> Easy popped up a great comment too, man. I heard Punk was part of the Raw TV deal that, uh, like he was for the Collision. That's what's going around right now. WWE shopping CM Punk. Hey, check it out. CM Punk is on Raw, most controversial figure in professional wrestling. You know he draws numbers. Look what he did for AEW. Look Bam. where AEW's now. Where they're not, where they don't have a CM Punk, you know what I mean? Look what we can get you. Who do you think's going? Who do you think's picking up Raw at the end of the day? I don't think it's WBD. Do you, do you think they do that? Do you think they pull a TNN? Uh, I think we we pretty safe in going the obvious route. I think NBC Peacock is probably going to be the the destination for streaming. You think streaming, or you think, think they're going to put it I on like FX? I think it's going to be FX. Yeah. Okay. FX is Disney, though, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I believe uh, so. Well, I thought they're that, part of Hulu. Okay. So I would it be like what would it be like? C, uh, not CBS. Uh, that's what, a good what's question. What's Disney is FX, I believe. Yeah, Peacock is FX is Disney, and Peacock is NBC Universal. NBC. Okay. Okay. So NBC Universal isn't that another local channel like Fox? No. It's That's not, cable. It's not like, it is it okay. Cable provider. It. It's a big one though. Okay. 
Okay. I, I just think stay- that actual. Oh, please, Jesse, go. Oh no, I was just gonna ask. Do you think they stay on Mondays? Got it. You think they take the, this opportunity they, they to kind of go right? against? They yeah. have, right, Jess? They have to. I would hope so. Look, everybody's been accustomed to watching professional wrestling on Mondays. I feel like if we didn't have a Monday night wrestling show, but then again, if they switched over to Wednesdays, man, by all means, it gives Tony Khan the opportunity to switch over to Mondays. Now we have Monday wrestling again back on Turner Network, which would be kind of interesting to see. I don't know. Could could bury him too though with the if they keep that. I think the NBA is the biggest part of that deal. Whatever the NBA does will decipher what happens with the wrestling programming and how much money people are going to be willing to spend and what they're going to do with it. That's just my view on it. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I, look, I agree with that. I, I'm hoping that they stay on Monday. Um, honestly, it's kind of bittersweet with them leaving anyway. I was kind of hoping USA was just going to pick up Monday Night Raw again because, I mean... I feel like the two just kind of go hand in hand, right? Like Monday Night Raw, USA Network, it's just kind of... We're accustomed to it, you know? Yeah, since I was a kid. But, um, I mean, it's it's a different world we live in nowadays. We're we're going after the bag, man. We're going after whoever's got the money, that's where we're going. Plain and simple. I just don't... Uh, you don't see him going to WBD, though, right? You think that's out the out the window? Because I see your face light up when I say WBD. You think that, you think that uh, they're going to accept a CM Punk back? One mil fill. Listen, I don't trust if WWE wanted to crush AEW and put an end to this, they make the deal with them just just because exclusivity, exclusivity. And you say we're on Tuesday nights. What what night can't we get canceled or what night will we get moved the least? If we get moved more than five times, you pay us a retainer fee. Okay, we'll do that. We're going to get you two point four million, probably, you know, whatever they're going to lie to them and say, like, we'll get you your streaming numbers up DVR numbers. Here's what we can do. I mean, it could. How serious was David Zasloff about one Bill Phil? How serious was he about getting them that bag, getting them that money? Raw is still their uh, their big show. Do they want three hours of Raw? That's another thing. Does the three hours continue if you go somewhere else? I, I don't not. know. But look at what happened to ECW when they got booted off of TNN. I don't know if you guys were ECW fans back then. Of course. But dog, that was that was the nailing the coffin for Paul Heyman and they sat and picked the bones after they knew what they were doing. It's, it's crazy to think about, man. Um, I think he was very serious about CM Punk or Phil Brooks at the, <laughs> at the time, one mil Phil. What do you think Tony Khan even said by the, by the time he, Hey, like we got to let this guy go. This he, he's a hazard back here. I feared for my life. Um, He's just, you know, I don't care if he's drawing you a million. What do you tell your network that is budgeting your entire show that you're getting rid of your biggest star? Because obviously CM Punk is drawing. His segment alone on Monday Night Raw drew what, James? One point, what, eight? Yeah, let me see where it was at. Um, With Seth Rollins, one point eight. Yeah, Seth. 400,000 people bumped it up when they got on TV. 1.9 viewers during that time. And yeah, an extra 400,000 extra viewers. I mean, how do, how do you turn that down? That I, Look, CM Punk is my selling point. If I'm taking Monday Night Raw somewhere, of course he signed with Monday, Monday Night Raw last night. Gable Show's better than CM Punk. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm clearly, I'm clearly. Here we go. I'm kidding. No, I got a bottle of Crown for my birthday. I think I should grab it for this occasion. You know what, though? Shout out to Jay Uso for saying what he did. You know what I mean? Very professional of him to say, why wouldn't we sign a CM Punk? Facts. Facts. You know what I mean? I just... 
I don't know. I, I like when I see wrestlers like that. One of my favorite quotes of all time was uh, from Finn Balor. You know what I mean? <laughs> when, they, when they asked him, would you work with CM Punk? Um, if he came back to WWE, he said, I would work with a watermelon in the middle of the ring if it drew money. There you go. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's business. That's a business mindset. You know what I mean? So, um, granted, I don't think anything with Finn Balor right now is drawing any money. But... Um, that's besides the point. Poor Finn Balor, dude. <laughs> I, I love Finn Balor so much, but uh, the things that they got that boy doing, man, is beside me. But I, I, I think it's safe to say that CM Punk is that draw, though, man. I mean, how do you... What other wrestler comes on the TV besides The Rock at this point that's going to bump up your ratings, 400,000 people? I, I think that I think the thing for me is, you know, being a, a boss, like we all have had... I know Conrad, I'm sure we all had experience in some kind of leadership role. Yes, CM Punk moves the needle, right? But there should, there has to be some accountability for whoever. I don't care if you're prime Hogan, prime Rock. I don't care if Stone Cold Steve Austin turned back the clock to 1998. There has to be some accountability. Because if you're telling me because I'm the man here, that I can do whatever I want. That's a problem. That's a big problem from a business standpoint. And at the end of the day, I don't care if you're CM Punk. I don't care if you're the Young Bucks. I don't care. Look, I hear you. I see you putting your hand up to your ear, Conrad. Hogan was the politician of all politicians. Uh, Seven-year-old Hub loved Hulk Hogan. 37-year-old Hub can't stand him. That's what 30 years and knowledge and education and research will get you. My question to you guys is, 30 years from now, what will be CM Punk's legacy? If I were he, I'd do everything I can to preserve it because, like I said, this is his last chance. And I want to see him succeed. I want to see him succeed. Wrestling is better with CM Punk in it. But he can't just do whatever he wants. Like Wrestle Brother Brutai. And chump oh <laughs> everyone in WCW. No, but I'm saying he did it. He did it. He gave you the blueprint in how to do it. He showed you. Do not let this brother put you over. Work with who you want to work with and take your friends with you. What? That's why everyone does it. Why do you think Roman Reigns is like, come on with me, fam. We about to go do this. Bret Hart said, Hart Foundation, come with me, fam. We about to go do this. DX, the click. Yeah, they went and did the same thing. Cut me off anytime, Jess. This is your show. I'm showing you respect, brother. No, you're you're good, man. I'm letting you guys this, look. You this is the game. narrative. This is the narrative that leads to issues with my argument. If you just took and we argue about this every Monday night, and I just going to argue about it right here too, Jess, is the fact that at the end of the day, I'm simply stating facts. Being a professional should mean something. That's what I've been standing on. For the past year and a half, being a professional should mean something. I don't want to hold on. I don't want to hear because Hogan did it, then CM Punk should be able to do it. I don't want to hear because back in the day before Shawn Michaels, God bless him, got saved, that Shawn Michaels was a jerk. So that gives people to be like, have license to be a jerk. No, to heck with that. It was wrong then and it's wrong now. That's all I've been saying from the start. Phil Brooks is a tremendous wrestling talent, but he should be a professional. What's wrong with what I'm saying? 
Well, also, he well, should be a professional, but so should have the young bucks in the elite totally, not taking totally, that meeting in Totally, Jess. Totally, Jess. I mean, totally. So, I promise yeah. you, I've been saying that the whole time. And the, pro the problem is, especially with Conrad, <clears throat> is the fact that <laughs> I have to preface before Conrad's head pops off of his shoulders. I have to preface my statement about CM Punk by saying, and the Bucks, and Adam Page, and everybody else. I don't see it anywhere else. That's all I'm saying. I don't see them getting blamed for Jack well, the, well, the, the thing is, too, is the Young Bucks were taught by these people that you're talking about. Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash. The Our big, heroes, you know what I mean? We like, learn from the best, as they say. It's Look, everything that they have said and shown on TV is exactly what Kevin Nash and Scott Hall would have done back in the day. Let me make my point, too, though. Not one person, though, Sean, has gotten to the top by being Mr. Professional all the time. There's no way. There's no way. And everyone's probably like, oh, you sucked up. Bruno you kissed San Martino back. did. And I, know, and I know that's a little bit of a quirky statement, but Bruno San Martino did. I know that's, I'm that's, that's really far back, though. I know, I'm, and I, I admit, I'm, I'm going way deep in the bag for that one. And, I admit that. And Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean, I'm about to tell you something crazy. I guarantee you if we went back in time and you listen to people talk, oh, Bruno's a suck-up to so-and-so on the East Coast. I know him. He he does blah, blah, blah. It's That's always going to be the narrative. That's always going to be the story. Okay. Because wrestling's not booked by some dude who's sitting in a room. Like one of us sits there, we watch Raw, and then we book it, and we turn in the sheet. It's booked by someone who's sitting in the back. Hey, Hunter, nice calf today. Really? You think so? I've been working them out. Uh, Undertaker. I used to think Undertaker was a super cool dude till I started watching these docs. Hey, boss, man, how you doing? And I was like, oh, no, no, not you, too. <laughs> and then you're like, ah. Oh. But that's how you get into those spots. You're in those offices. Even Punk said, like, the tribute to the troops. They're sleeping in the... Mm, they're, they're, they're sitting there, and they sleep in the... Uh, that's Road Dog for the record, if anyone does no, they're sleeping in like the bunkers with each other and Vince is farting and laughing he's like what is my life like he's sitting there like what is my life I'm hanging with some old dude who thinks farts are funny right now and I'm sleeping on a military cot what happened to my life isn't like I get it isn't it crazy that a, a predetermined sport that we watch mm. has taken us to the point to where we, we know your character outside of this we are no longer fans of yours I, I huge fan of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I still am a fan of Kenny Omega. I feel like he was the least wrong out of everybody. But uh, that's you know, it, that's just me not being smartened up to the situation. Maybe he was the ringleader of all of it. I don't know. That we we just know what's what's reported. But the Young Bucks, Adam Page, you know, now even Jungle Boy, man, fans of all of those guys until all of this happened and i was just like man you guys really couldn't work this out to make some money off of this like this is crazy you know what i mean cm punk was wrong i'm gonna throw that out cm punk the way he handled it, it was wrong but at least cm punk was willing to do business and make some money i agree I, with yeah I, I don't think that cm punk would have went into business for himself and beat these guys down in the middle of an aew ring they might have gotten a stiff shot or two i'm sure that the other guys would have gotten a stiff shot or two and we would have called it good, but at the end of the day, CM Punk was ready to do business, and I, I hate that we missed out on some of the great matches that we could have had in AEW because a few guys didn't want to do business. There was just, you know, no, no, we can't do it. We're not going to take this meeting. No, uh, you know, it's crazy. All from a group of people who burst into CM Punk's locker room, not the other way around. You know what I mean? It's just I wild to think about. 
I think the story the I saw an example used which I think is the truth. CM Punk is the person who if you start with him, you may you may throw a rock at him or a pebble, right? Yeah. They throw the pebble at him. CM Punk picks up uh I, I don't know what's the best term I can use here. Uh, you know, Call of Duty fans. He goes, okay, here's a missile for you. Right at you. Boom. That's it. I'm done playing around. But then it's like, dude, that was too far. Like, come on, man. You got to chill out because now they're never going to want to do stuff. I get it. I hear both sides of it. I'm not saying punk some angel in all of this either. But I understand sticking up for yourself. And look at how to- if you're Tony Khan, how do you feel today? about AEW. Are, do you look at the Bucks and Kenny with disdain if you're him? Even though you picked him at that time, you thought that was the right move. Do you look at them differently? Dude, he signed these guys to basketball contracts according to them. It's it's crazy. So <laughs> how do you how do you feel about that? You know what I mean? Like, look, I just fired my top guy and I signed these guys to Michael Jordan money. Now I'm stuck with these guys. What have they produced on TV right now that is entertaining at all? Not much. Adam Hangman Page has. I, I'll, you know, tip my hat to him. That's I'll even give Kenny the nod. I mean, for what, though? For what? What has he done? T- television matches. Kenny Omega, I think he can still draw by himself. That whole we're the elite, I think the Bucks, I think people are just like, okay. Dude, I want to see Kenny so Omega. Long to see Kenny Omega live, went to the collision, and went to um... – Wrestle Dream, only to see this guy tag team up with Chris Jericho. Bro, I didn't get the Kenny Omega that I wanted to see. Oh, boy. You get what I'm saying? So this is not the Kenny Omega that I want to see on my television screen. I'm sorry, but to me, he's not producing anything that's worth seeing. He's not He's not producing an MJF segment. He's not producing a, a Samoa Joe promo. I'll tell you what, Samoa Joe killing that thing. Right. Every, every time I see mm-hmm. that guy on TV, Samoa Joe is probably one of the best promos in AEW right now. Facts. I would have to say. Yep. When it when it comes to intensity and making you feel something, I feel like Joe is the one that feeds off those emotions, right? So Samoa Joe is like one of those guys in AEW that's just a hidden gem. And shame on WWE for dropping the ball on that because Samoa, you know, making somebody like that that can cut a promo in the way that Joe can cut a promo that makes you feel something um, and having this guy do commentary out in the rain in WrestleMania, I'll never forgive that. But... Um, I just don't see Kenny Omega doing anything special right now. And there's something about Adam Hangman Page's promos, too, that drive me insane. I, I The way he delivers each promo. His cadence. Exact, it's the exact same. The way he's pacing back and forth, and it's just, it's just corny to me. But, um, granted, you know, he's putting Swerve over. And Swerve right now is probably the biggest star that AEW's got, in my opinion. Hottest so, fish piece. Yep. Yeah, there <laughs> There it is. There it is. Uh, but yes, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm looking at everything differently. I'm 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 trying to change everything because there's no way that Tony Khan's blind to what's going on. You know, there, there's no way that you can walk out in a collision crowd right there and see what they just got this past uh, collision taping for this. I think it was this past Saturday, right? Was it a collision taping? Yeah, pre-taped. Was, yeah. Crazy, dude. Crazy. It, now it's not just the hard cam side that's not filling up. It's a lot more than that. There's no way, and I've you know, been to AEW quite a few times. Tony Khan is at every single show. He comes out and greets the fans, you know, you know, bless this guy because this guy is trying. Um, I don't know what the problem is right now that's not delivering, but it brings me on to the next thing. You know, we, we, <laughs> we got to see uh, John Cena standing with MJF. MJF, there's no way he hasn't 
signed a new contract to AEW, right? MJF is signed. Me and, Sean, me and Sean will dog Tony Khan for a whole episode, I think, if he didn't. Yeah. He has, just no in way. my mind, he has to be locked in. There, there's no way he's not. That's there's the there's worst no mistake. Way. If you didn't sign this man, and you're letting him cut promos of, you know, the, the, the bidding war of 2024, and then you're go, seeing this man go on the red carpet with the likes of John Cena and Baron Corbin, knowing that he is not signed to an extension of some sort, you're the worst businessman that's ever graced professional wrestling. 100%. Better have your coffin ready. It's, it, it's, but to think that, you know, I seen a comment. I, I don't know if it was in Clash of the Podcast or if it was on the EPW channel, or like the, the Dynamite reviews. But somebody was saying something about John Cena showing up to AEW. Remember? And I, and I just chuckled. I was yeah, like, there's no way. You know what I mean? Terrell. There's no way. What, who was it? Terrell. He Terrell, says that all okay. the time. And I was okay. like, nah, I don't see it, brother. There's no way. John Cena just posted the Burberry scarf on his Instagram. I don't know if this is shouting out to MJF, but man, could you imagine? Like, just, just picture this for a minute. AEW needs something to change change the tides, right? Obviously. Everybody everybody knows they, they need oh. that Triple H's lightning in a bottle, right? <laughs> the game. If they lock down John Cena for anything, for anything, would this devil segment not be the thing to lock him down for? Let, let's just fantasy book for a minute. Right. I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think it has to be somebody John Cena-esque at this point. It has to be. And to answer your question, the answer is no. But I don't think so either. But right, just a but, fantasy book. Right. Fantasy booking totally. 100%. But, uh, uh, but unfortunately with the, with the CM Punk signing see, WWE accomplished two things in one with the CM Punk signing. When CM Punk showed up in WWE at Survivor Series, two things happened. One, CM Punk came back to WWE and blew the roof off. And two, the devil gimmick died. All in one fell swoop. You're spitting facts to me. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. I've said this from the beginning. There's nothing that that can recover this thing (laughs) unless, unless... Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna go on and say it, dude. If John Cena was the guy, you know, this right. is this is to me this is talking crazy, and I can't even believe I'm saying this because I can never picture John Cena doing this. But if John Cena is the guy, and he turns heel, not not only is he in another company, but he goes to another company as a heel. Mm-hmm. This could be bigger than anything that has ever happened in pro wrestling. This could be bigger than the Hogan turn. And that's that's crazy to me because, to me, there's nothing that is that is bigger than that heel turn that happened in, you know, at Bash at the Beach. But yeah, this could be bigger than that, and and I think everybody would have to put their foot in their mouth for AEW if they could pull something off of that magnitude. That's 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 insane to even like just me even saying that right now. I I think I sound ridiculous because there's no way, right? There's no way. You don't, you don't sound ridiculous. What you're doing is you're you're pretty much, in my opinion, you're saying it without saying it. You're basically saying what it would take to save the devil gimmick at this point. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying we need, we need we need Cena. We need Rock. We need we need. Somebody that's gonna, somebody that's not likely to be under that mask because you know something, I love him. Adam Cole ain't gonna cut it. 
unfortunately, it's going to be the people that we already knew it was going to be. It's going to be Adam Cole. Uh, look, <sighs> this is my prediction. I think it's Adam Cole, MJF, or not MJF, sorry, Adam Cole, uh, Adam Cole's lackeys, you know, Roderick Strong and the other guys, and you got Samoa Joe. Everybody Where's that the was lie? Go- everybody that was going to go after that title. Wardlow, they're all in it together i feel like i feel like that's gonna be your your outturn but if they were to swerve it man like you you mentioned the likes of the rock dude i mean give us the impossible i that's what you need if somebody like the rock showed up in aew i would tell you this right now cm punk would not matter anymore mm-hmm. that everybody's tuning in everybody's tuning in to aew if somebody like i mean it's not happening like just <laughs> throw it out. there's no way there's no way um, that would be the biggest swerve that I've ever seen on TV is if uh, The Rock showed up into an AEW. or and, and the only reason I think that it's possible that a John Cena could ever go somewhere else is because Vince McMahon's not involved anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Why Why would John Cena be loyal to somebody who's not there? Mm. And he's never wrestled for another company before. You got me thinking. You've taken me from 0% to about 1%. No, no, no. Don't get them ideas in your head. Nah. Sean, when you hurt my feelings that day when you said that about the devil gimmick, it was all true. Don't change, brother. Don't change. Um, Matt Lopez brought up what I think, though, is an interesting thing about John Cena here. It's like his last comment. The uh, John Cena is under the DC banner as Peacemaker. That could be a way to get your foot in, similar to how Eric Bischoff got his foot in with Hogan because of Thunder in Paradise. Hmm. There's not that many big cable networks. Who's to say Tony Khan doesn't show up and he's like, nah, I'm a big Peacemaker fan. I just wanted to be on the set today. Hey, John. I think I met you before, right? What's up? Oh, you're here. Or he could even, uh, and I think Cena might be too loyal, maybe, but everything's got a dollar amount, I say, usually before. It's like, all right, I'll do it. But he could maybe ask WBD to say, like, yo, send him over here. Let's and do some let's time, do some cross I mean, promotion. If you're WWE and John Cena does like a short stint in AEW, right? You're not gonna not bring John Cena back. It's John Cena. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna hold. No questions I, asked. <laughs> I feel like the same thing stands for Edge. I feel like the same thing stands for for Brian Danielson. You know what I mean? If they ever wanted to come back, you're not gonna not let them come back, right? For for one more stint for your TV because people like Cena are always welcome. Yeah, it's 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 just one of those John Cena more than all of those guys I just mentioned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna turn you. Like I said, it's it's talking crazy because I don't think that AEW is is smart enough to pull something off like this and offer John Cena the bag. But but then uh, again, you got to look at what you're getting for the offer. How much are you gonna have to give him to keep him away, oh, and what is it gonna be worth for you? You think you paid CM run. Punk a lot of money? That's not happening, bud. You're gonna. You're gonna C- have Cena's to gonna be another mill over, baby. Two mill over. You're gonna have and to. How pay many appearances Cena. are you getting out of that, too? You're gonna have to pay Cena more That's than he's key. ever been paid by WWE. That's the That's key. What you just said. How many appearances? Because it ain't gonna be many. No. No. Not when you're making Hollywood money. And you know, I'm gonna throw a number out there. That's Unless you pay him mind. the money, though. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a number out there. that's gonna blow your mind. All right, go for it. Any anything is possible. When the right when the right dollar amount is in place, I'm thinking five million dollars of five million dollars in appearance. I know that sounds like Okada money in the baseball world, but I'm thinking five million dollars in appearance. I'm talking about twenty five mil five appearances. 
That's what it. That's what it would take, if not more. He if said not, appearances. I better be getting some matches out of you for that's, that. That's, that's my point. That's not my just point. a hey. Here I am from via satellite. <laughs> no, but that's that's my nah, not via satellite. But that's my yeah. point, guys. That's I'm my point. You that kind of money, man. You're wrestling. Let me fold it in. Let me get my on voice Sundays. on there. Five five live appearances, but it would take an astronomical anything. If uh, John, will you do it if we give you thirty million dollars per per appearance? You'll do it. <laughs> But Elton, Elton John and John Cena remix collision song is going to be popping up. That man is going to be doing everything that I need but, him to yeah. do. But, yeah. All jokes aside, it has it would be an it would take an astronomical number. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The cons have that kind of money if they want to do that. If they wanted to say John Cena will give you five million dollars an appearance, live appearance. The first appearance, you being the devil, and then four subsequent appearances after that on live television, $5 million a pop. I'm sure John Cena wouldn't say no right away. But, Sean, you have leverage. You like being Peacemaker? Huh? Mm. I need you to do a favor for me, bud. Mm. Come over here. Let's talk. My buddy Tony said that he needs some money, and he'll take a discount on this TV deal if you show up. You, you going to so, help us out? So what you've done, Jesse, what you've done... Is you open the door oh, to I something? I didn't know, but nothing. This is this is already being talked this about. This forbidden door, <laughs> forbidden <laughs> door in June, right? <laughs> but this is the this is the key, guys. This is the key, and I think this is what we're all agreeing to. The devil gimmick has to be a needle mover. CM Punk's no longer on the table. It would need to be John Cena esque. For it to make the type of difference they need it to make, I, I can agree with that. It, it's got to be huge. It's it, this this situation's got to be. What are we going to end up getting? Goldberg or something like that? <laughs> right, right. Oh my God, let's let's not. Do I, ho- that. I hope not. Oh my goodness. Yeah, let's let's not do that at all. Um, <laughs> Conrad, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, I I know your stance on the whole devil thing. You know what I mean? Like the whole predictability and everything. But for me, I felt like they just, this is the, let's take it a step back. When they first introduced somebody wearing that mask outside of MJF, they went off dynamite. They went off the air with probably the best cliffhanger that they've ever had on dynamite period. Can we agree on that? Or can we, are we disagreeing on that? That comes to mind for now. Yes. For, for cliffhanger. Cause I can't remember anything. I did like Omega. I like, did oh. like Omega and Don Callis in the Impact one too a lot. Where it was like, watch us on Tuesday. Dynamite's on Wednesdays. What are you talking about? Impact Wrestling on Tuesday. I was like, okay, that was interesting. Well, I mean, for an Impact fan, I guess that that would work. For me, I'm just how like, dare oh, you? Impact. How dare oh, you? Man. God, let's <laughs> not do this. I'm not watching that. And oh, I God. did. I watched it. I'll no, see the I highlights. I every minute of it. I was like, dude, I gotta wait until the end of this. Yeah. boring ass show for, for thanks brian <laughs> oh yeah brian williams shout out to you man like every time he's like brother you gotta give uh impact that chance bro you gotta that's because you just... always watch when it's a bad week like okay. every time we tell every you every week that i watch can't be a bad week though conrad i've given it like five bad weeks. no chances. you watch <laughs> no you have to continuously watch it you'll see how well it's threaded together bro i cannot watch that farm league um thunderdome Looking, cra- look, I, I, I like the indies. Don't get me wrong. Like I got promotions around here that are awesome to go to. Same crowd as Impact, right? 
great. When you're there live, fantastic. I'd go see Impact Live. Probably have a great time. When I'm watching it on TV, it's like watching golf, bro. I can't do it. I just can't. Like, that's that's just where I'm at. Like, it, it, there's no excitement. There's no, you know, great. They just pulled off an awesome flipty doodah. Great. Another, we'll tell you when to applaud. <laughs> another Canadian destroyer. Hooray. Like, oh. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just... Oh. He's... You're speaking facts, bro. That's the truth. I just well, need to I'm glad Impact's not around anymore because TNA's coming back in January, oh, baby. Goodness. With their 600 fans in Vegas. Will <laughs> 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 Osprey. Oh, shut them down. Shut them down. <laughs> nice. That's... That was smooth. Oh. I like that. That was funny. Yo, listen, the real Forbidden Door was open when Okada came back there. I never thought he would go back. Not after yeah. what they pulled on him. Look, do you think Okada's going to WWE? What's up? What's up with that? Nah, nah, I don't see no. it, fam. No, Okada. I, I think if he goes anywhere, he goes to AEW so he can still live in Japan. But I don't. I'm weird about that New Japan relationship. Ever since they had that new uh, Obari takeover, I feel like he doesn't. I feel like they're trying to move past him at all costs. Do you think Osprey would have went to WWE had they been more flexible for his schedule or something like that? You know. I feel like that's the selling point, right? To go to AEW is like, well, I can be home all the time. I think the selling point is those relationships that they have allow Tony Khan access to those guys before WWE can even get to them. That's a fact. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think that's the key. But you, you don't think he entertained an offer from the WWE? No. He, I think he listened, but... I think AEW is the perfect state with a little bit of independent salt, meaning the state meaning it's a main big player company with that independent flavor. That's what I think is AEW's biggest selling point as it relates to somebody like Will Ospreay. You know what? I can go to AEW. I can make this big time money. I could be on on television every week in America. But you know what? I could also take outside appearances. That's the selling point for AEW. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, it's for me. Look, if I'm a professional wrestler, I'm doing the I'm doing the tour, right? Like I'm, I'm just. I'm taking the I'm taking the bread. <laughs> you want to pay me all that money to to have me do some goofy stuff on Monday nights? Cool, I'm go I'm good for it. You know what I mean? Will I possibly get an opportunity to go to WrestleMania? I don't need a main event, but do I get the opportunity to be on WrestleMania? Sure, let's go. You know what I mean? I'm taking I'm taking all the money I can because at the end of the day, for professional wrestling, it's about how much money you can save after beating your body up for years and years, right? Because afterwards, you better make it worth it. At the end of the day, for and AEW, man, I mean, the stuff they do in AEW is has got to be crazy on your body, right? Like, there's more injuries in AEW than there's ever been in uh, any mainstream professional wrestling, I would say, because there's injuries every week. It seems like I've seen legit broken bones on AEW before, and that's that's crazy to think about. But um, it, yeah, it's <laughs> it's nasty. But uh, I want to pop up this comment from BJ real quick. He says this probably. Uh, uh, this will probably be at the end of this conversation, but with the devil storyline, why suggest ideas of big name swerving from the main story that's being told? That's old TNA and WCW behavior. Well, here's the thing is because, and I get BJ, BJ actually likes this story and he's, we've had this conversation in your guys' chat before, mm -hmm. but for me personally, those are the kind of storylines that hook you, you know what I mean? Into something entertaining for me, I get predictability could be really fun. And, and, and not all predictability is bad predictability. But this in this case, it's bad 
for me personally like I, it doesn't have to be for everybody but for me as soon as cm punk showed up in wwe i was like okay well i'm not interested in that anymore you know what that's I mean? it because, that's mm-hmm. it that's just yeah. how i felt about it i'm not saying that like you can't like it because if you like it great you know what i mean it, conrad you love impact great i would never stop you from going to watch impact brother you like new japan pro wrestling go for it man some things are just not for everybody and this storyline is not for me personally Look, unless unless it's something big we all have significant others whether it's wives in y'all's cases fiance in my case there's different levels right there's the cute girl, and then there's the drop-dead gorgeous girl. Adam Cole being the devil is cute. It's cute. MJF being the devil, it's cute. Dolph Ziggler being the devil is cute. It's not sexy. It's not amazing. It's not blowing your mind. And when you have a storyline that's been in place for six, eight months, you have to have a banger be at the end result. And that's what I've been saying this whole time. And I think we all agree. When CM Punk showed his face at the Survivor Series, that was the only blockbuster opportunity for that storyline that was actually something that could happen in our minds. John Cena, fantasy. Rock, fantasy. CM Punk, massively huge and was this could happen. Who knows? Maybe Tony Khan, who seems like he can't boss himself out of a wet paper bag. Maybe he's been fooling us this entire time. Maybe he's been fooling us this entire time. Maybe CM Punk's been in his back pocket this whole time. But when that cult of personality hit at Survivor Series, all that went out the window. Yeah, you knew everything was real at that moment, right? Like, you knew, like, for for a a second, I was like, is there a chance that the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk are together in this? Like, just just a split, you know, like, are they doing business together? No. And, and look, the reason why it let me down is because there was always that hope. Look, I liked CM Punk in AEW. I did. I love AEW, period. Like, no matter what they're going through, like... This company presents something different than what we've been fed the last 20 years, right? So, um, I, w- I just, I guess I had that shimmer of hope that, you know, maybe they worked it out. You know, that, w- that would be great if they, maybe I'm the one that got worked is what I'm thinking. Like, maybe I got worked. Hopefully that's the case and we can laugh at Dave Meltzer and laugh at Brian Alvarez and Sean Ross Sapp and laugh it all off. Ha ha, you guys were worked just like us, you know what I mean? But that wasn't the case. As soon as CM Punk showed up in WWE, I was like, okay, well now I really don't care about uh, this, this devil situation. Because for me, Adam Cole is just not that guy to beat MJF. That's, that's how I look at it. Because, great, we could have a match between another match between Adam Cole and MJF. And they had a fantastic match at All In. I think it was probably second match of the night next to Punk's match, right? It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch the card. But, see, you know, I, I had a lot of fun watching that entire card. I, I enjoyed it. But it's just not one of those things where I'm like, all right, Adam Cole is going to beat him for the title. You know, and I'm going to be excited about it. It's just, it's just not one of those guys. And same with Wardlow. I don't care about Wardlow anymore. He's just, he's not. I can't stand him. At this point, give me Joe. Give me Joe. If that's all you got. Because, you know, I feel like we're waiting longer for Swerve. 
If, if we can pump Swerve up to get to that spot right now, great. But I, I think we're waiting for him, right? Like, I don't think he's coming right right now. What do you think, Conrad? Yeah, listen. I, I'm telling you guys, if you ever wanted to hear my heart break into a million pieces, it was when Sean gave the explanation about the devil storyline. He, he, I was like, yo, he's so right. He's so right about all of this. And I don't say that easily on Clash of the Podcast, live every Monday oh, yeah. at 6.05. I don't say that very easily, but my heart broke because I was like, he's right. But I knew in my heart it couldn't be CM Punk at that point. Um, I'm going to get on a high horse here for a second, and I'll say this, that Jesse's also right, though, too. Like, I get what you're saying, that it needs to be a surprise. It has to be something big. And maybe you can do Cole and still do that because – I'm with BJ, and it makes sense. It's Adam Cole. Like, they, they've been teasing this the whole time. You think he's a good guy. You know, yeah, I'm your friend. And, yeah, right. And then you get – I don't know. Is MJF as a baby face working? Like, just I think Tony Khan needs to sit down and question everything that they're doing. Everything. Let's just sit down and look at this for a second. I'm not saying let's get Russo and Bischoff come out, give me all your belts. I hated that. Don't do yeah. that. But what I'm saying is let's look at, is MJF better as a face or as a heel? What is Adam Cole doing that works? Why isn't Britt Baker on TV? Where's the Butcher and the Blade fitting best? ROH, AEW. What can we do with some of these? How do we rebuild the tag division? Another moment where Jesse was right. I can't, I'm eating humble pie all night tonight about punk, about this stuff. Listen. Jesse was right about this. I thought the trios belts would be a good idea for what they had. It's a horrible idea because it crushed your tag division. What -hmm. they could do is get rid of the Ring of Honor tag titles and have the trios belt over there, and that's your tag belts instead. They're talking, but that's not what they did. They're talking about getting rid of those titles, is what I read today. I think they should, and send me that if you Mm -hmm. find that. But I'll say this at the end of the day, when it comes to AEW and. Jesse knows, and we can talk video game talk too. Whether it's Fight Forever versus WWE, you need this company around. WWE would not be good today if it wasn't for AEW. I promise you. I bet you people started looking at Vince differently when AEW came around with Tony Khan. Think about that. Tony Khan's crushing you, bro. They're not talking about you on social media at all. Nobody wants to see Jinder Mahal and Shanky come out here. What are you booking, bro? I know what I'm doing, pal. (laughs) No, nobody wanted to see that garbage. I don't understand this. They found some dirt on Vince. They got him up out of there. That's just what it took. If you don't have this competition, what is Triple H trying for if there's nobody else? You have to deliver. In AEW, I talked about things they need to look at. Maybe it's time to look at giving the belt to Swerve. Maybe it's time to make your main event scene younger guys. Maybe Danielson and Joe are your old veterans at this point, and that's what you use them as, sparingly. I don't know. I don't know what to do, but I know that the wrestling world needs AEW. I know people don't want to hear that. They might be mad at them right now. This world, this wrestling world needs AEW for it to be better. Video game world, too. Fight forever. I know everybody's like, the game sucks, blah, blah, blah. If you don't get that game and keep it alive... WWE is going to come in, and you're not going to see anything. It's funny that War Games showed up when AEW Fight Forever is getting talked about finally. I'm just saying, when TNA got talked about, we could do Inferno matches in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> Before, it was never happening. Impossible. It can't. 
Byron, Byron, buddy, he says AEW fanboy channel now. No, man, we've always been fans of AEW. I'm fans of WWE too, man. I'm not hating on either company. Look, I agree with Conrad. For any company to succeed, you need two mainstream companies doing well. It is good for business, period. Like, <laughs> you need them both. You think that WWE was good three years ago, four years ago? You know what I mean? Like, I stopped watching for the longest time. I I'm just saying, like, it's... You need an AEW to spark things. You think we would have got a CM Punk back in WWE had it not been for AEW? No. There you go. C CM Punk Cody would Rhodes. not have been back. 100%. Do you think we would have gotten a Cody Rhodes back had it not been for AEW? As the biggest star in professional wrestling right now? No. I don't think so. LA Knight? Yeah, All I these just say something real quick as far as, like, um, like I think the, the, the kind of the point of the night that, that James actually mentioned. I, I think the issue is is Tony Khan. I, I, really, I really think we, we need to focus as journalists, as writers, as podcasters in this, in this genre of entertainment that we all love. We need to look at what the problem is. Tony Khan has been very average to sub-average in his management of this company. Plain and simple. Well, also, when it comes to the story writing, I think I brought this up to Conrad the other day. There's been some ups and downs when it comes to story writing or even any, any sort of feuds, right? Tony Khan wrote two years' worth of television on a notebook, and he mm -hmm. followed through yep. with every single thing that he had on this notebook. Nothing swayed. No plans changed unless there was an injury anything like that that is the only time he had to pivot tony khan's two years came up and we got these last two years do you get what i'm saying yep. so that that's what's going on is you like, need help yeah, we're just kind of winging it but we're not look tony khan needs help man it's obvious like you can't do this whole rodeo by yourself and as far as like the devil's situation you know i i understand like where he said oh yeah it makes sense it makes sense the problem with making sense all the time is that there's no shock value in that. There's no shock value in let's make sense. Do you get what I'm saying? So that, that that's the thing, is that we need more shock value on professional You already wrestling. got upstage. There's, you need to upstage it back. You need to put, you know, the icing on the cake. CM Punk just... showing up at Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the credits were rolling. You know what I mean? Everybody, and I guarantee everybody felt this way. I've seen videos of people walking away from their TV mad, and then they missed the CM Punk entrance you know what i mean because the credits literally popped up and then cm punk's music hit that's shock value to me it's like oh nobody's seen that coming you know what i mean so it, it, how, it if we're missing this in professional wrestling then what are we gonna do to spice things up and aew has all the potential in the world to do that, that that's really? all i'm gonna say aew mm -hmm. has the talent they they have the look and feel they don't run by a pg sort of thing so a lot of things can be shocking right so I, I don't know man that's the problem with the devil segment with me is that I think if it makes sense then there's no shock value I think that AEW is if this was a boxing match right now AEW's in the eighth round and they're up against the ropes and they're getting their sides clobbered right now um, I don't think there's anything they can do to get back into this fight at this moment they are waiting for a slip-up, a mistake, 
something that's so huge that they got the jump on it. But there's nothing right now. I don't care if you sign Okada. I don't care if you sign Will Ospreay. They didn't care if you signed Adam Copeland. And I'm not saying those guys aren't big deals and they're not talented. That's not what I'm saying at all. What is it going to take to get the momentum back? Because the momentum's gone. You could think it was Punk. I think it was Cody personally that started it. It was that that was the first chip that caused the big crack, and then you started seeing issues more. There's how, no though, big bad. How, how with Cody though? I've never understood that because everybody in in AEW the fan oh. base was booing that guy out of the building. No, no, no. Because Big Daddy Kush is not going to subscribe to that theory. I like Cody Rhodes when he was in AEW. I think Cody was the best EVP out of all of them for interviews, promoting the brand, him and Brandy together, money. It worked. It was I watched any interview with them. Kenny, eh, not so much. Young Bucks never saw them do PR. I don't know, maybe it's not their thing, but Cody looks the part, talks the part. You know who my dad is, baby. That's for Luga, that's for the Stinger. Like he knows how to do this. He grew up in this business. I get yeah. that with Cody. But when you take him away, you took away a vision of the company. This is why Tony shouldn't have did this too. You put four people on a pedestal. One pedestal's broken now. Whether it was by choice, we don't know why it happened. But that hurt them a lot. I will play that clip of Derek cursing. We watched WrestleMania 30. I was like, I'm going to record this for some reason. I just think something funny is going to be said. And as soon as we heard the lights go out and Derek heard the doom doom, he said, no. I could see the look on his face. He was an AEW fan. He was like, oh, no. It's starting. <laughs> and that was the big chip. Punk. Punk is the the sledgehammer blow across the statue. Like you're done. I'm not. I'm done playing these games with you guys. I'm going over here then, and it's telling a story. This side's more fun right now, and it doesn't look good for them. So how do you tell people come back to AEW? The waters are good. I don't know. I don't know how they do that right now. Better booking. Uh, they're they're gonna have to do something big. Get to a few comments, man. I've been slacking on everybody's comments. I've just kind of been popping up, up on the screen because we got some good conversation going on. But John says, does Seth Rollins leave WWE in 24? I don't think so. Nah, I think he'd over his brother's mother. It's both of them. Becky and Seth are up in 2024. Okada is the devil. He's got the balloons ready. I've seen the comments up there. Let's get the BJ's comments, though, because I did see his conversation down here. But I just feel like outside situations shouldn't replace the logical story. I will admit uh, the Adam Cole injury probably prolonged this too long, but that's the painting being made the whole uh, this whole time. I think maybe he's right on on to something because if it wasn't going to be Punk and, and Adam Cole didn't get injured, then maybe we could have just revealed this already and not prolonged yeah. it. But the longer you prolong this storyline, the more uninteresting it it's going to be. It gets stale, and I get, what, I get so, what BJ's saying. Uh, I think BJ's definitely onto something on that. It says BJ, uh, BJ also says, I'm not saying AEW doesn't need to do some insane PR rebuild, damage control, not, uh, not the group, but <laughs> this has been their uh, biggest thing. Yeah, 100%. And then he said, um, this could be multiple big moments without affecting the main event storyline. I can I I get with that. I actually think that, but I have a theory that I talked about on our show, and I'll bring it here to you guys as well. Um, you know, James and Jesse, for me, I felt like this is a Sting Hogan situation from 96. I, I've always felt this way. I've always felt that, you know, Hogan was being negotiated with while Sting was in the back pocket. And then when Hogan finally jumped on board, they did this big, 
you know, 180 and Hogan was the third man in the NWO. I still think, I still think that Tony Khan, now keep in mind, this theory probably went out the window when CM Punk went to WWE because I thought these phone calls that I'm talking about, these fictitious phone calls that I'm talking about were with CM Punk. Obviously, that's not the case. But I still feel like he's on the phone. And I feel like even up to the 11th hour, Tony Khan, because I don't think Tony Khan's a stupid man. I think Tony Khan realizes he needs this devil gimmick to be a blockbuster. And I, I want to believe that he's on the phone trying to find that blockbuster. And then if it comes and goes and it's like, OK, you know, what, it's going on a year now. We have to reveal, OK, Adam Cole, you're feeling healthy. Let's make it, you know, you're, you're the guy. But I think he's still trying to figure this thing out. I don't think it's a done deal as of yet. We'll have to see. James, what do you think about all this, man? <laughs> let it's, you get some words in here. Like, I mean, BJ said, you know, it's you kind of want to steer the direction. Like, you kind of have the Easter eggs already set in to think it's Adam Cole. You know, the backstabbing. He did that back in XT. He did it at the MJF. The, you know, when he's in the, when he's on his crutches and you have, you know, him clicking something in his pocket. Like, you, you know, you could do a surprise factor. You could do Adam Cole, but you could also do an element of a surprise. Maybe. Maybe somebody else in the pack of people, you know, Adam Cole. Okay, not the not the best case scenario, not the worst, I guess you could say. But you can give a swerve and don't do the typical people. Give me something else besides Wardlow, or you know, Rod, uh, Roderick Strong, and you know, if he's involved, Bobby Fish, and you know, give me something else. Give me, you know, you can factor it. But, uh, I can't remember who mentioned, it, but you can do little by little increments of like, you know, a big. A big surprise for each little thing. It doesn't have to be the ringleader, necessarily. Yeah, um, I look. I think, I think everybody. I think they are going to pull a swerve of some sort. I think Adam Cole is involved, but uh, my theory is that Samoa Joe has just been pulling the strings all along, because oh. Samoa Joe is the one that made the bet. Right? I'm going to protect you. Don't worry. If you're next to me, they're not going to mess with you. It's okay. I got you. You know, I don't know. I just think that Samoa Joe is that <laughs> that one pulling the strings. Um, I think Adam Cole has something to do with it, and I think he's he's in on it definitely. But and, and you know what else? I think we need to talk about a little bit. I think we need to talk about the fact that we've been talking about Adam Cole maybe being like a seven on a scale of one to ten in, in shock factor. Joe maybe bumps it up to an eight. Cena would be a twenty-five, right? But what about the twos in the room? And I don't mean this to be disrespectful, but I'm being real. What about the Mustafa Ali's? What about the Dolph Ziggler's? Love those guys as competitors, right? But what if it's them? I mean, this could turn out to fail. be really bad. Yeah, complete fail at that point. <laughs> it, 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 it's just uh, I'm never watching AEW again. Right. <laughs> that's, which, right. that's where, yeah. that's where it which goes Which those contracts are coming up. They're 90 uh, th days. This is what we got? This, look, I'll take an Adam Cole and all that prediction. I'm, I'm just saying. Time. I'm just saying. Like, I mean – <laughs> yeah. Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, you know, uh, th these are viable things that could pop. And I mean, we're, we're hoping we're hoping it's something bigger than. Well, I'll, I don't want to put words in you guys mouth, but I'm hoping against hope that it's something bigger than Adam Cole, which I said on a scale of one to ten, it would probably be about a seven and a half. Right. But what if it's a three? What if it's what if it's what if it's Dolph Ziggler? I mean, how are we going to feel about that? Not good. Not good. <laughs> it's a wet Easy fart, if you will. Easy says, uh, it's Johnny TV. <laughs> no, oh, my gosh. No, thank you. Jason Kelly says, with Tony Khan under control, um, the devil has already been set. 
For sure, yeah. That that's what I mean. Tony Khan has already had this. Like, uh, we I think that we sit here. We want to think that this is all under control, right? Like, uh, maybe they haven't figured out who the devil is yet. Maybe they're still kind of winging it. Tony Khan knows what is going on in this. He's had this wrote down in a book for for months at a time. You know what I mean? That's just who Tony Khan is. That's while he's at the Jacksonville Jaguar game, he's he's got a notebook right there booking AEW. That's just who Tony Khan is, man. He loves he professional seems, wrestling. From what I noticed, like with his booking, it seems like he just sticks with it. Like, oh, I'm not changing plans. Like, he does some things that are questionable when he tried to book. I think John Mox get a match and hoping the match was going to go through, and then probably five minutes before it goes on air, oh, we got we can't do the match, so someone else can replace him. He sticks to it. He doesn't want to change his morals. He just wants to, well, my notebook says that I have to go with that direction. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he does have it stuck in his mind that this is the devil, and I'm not making no phone calls. I'm not audibling. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even care if it's an injury. I'll take like six, seven months out of my you know, story, I'll keep it going. I'll find some way to do it. It's not going to work. It's not. Answer a couple questions, man, and then I want to talk a little bit of video games if my video game people are still in here, man. I know that they're, uh, they've are they been waiting patiently. I know uh, we, we went off the hinge tonight, man, and we were talking pro wrestling, but that's, that's really what this podcast was founded on doing, man, and I, I appreciate you guys for joining us on that because, for one, I always have a great conversation with Conrad, like almost – on a daily right we're, we're always talking pro wrestling together but uh sean this is your first time on the show so i'm really happy that you got to join us and, and put your input on that so uh jason jason says ziggler uh cena ali just wouldn't make sense for storyline purposes no but it would make sense for shock factor is what i is, is basically what i well i mean ziggler and ali wouldn't be a shock at right. all like that'll be a disappointment know, yeah that would just be a disappointment but Cena, I mean, God, if Cena showed up in AEW, I mean, dude, the internet would explode, period. Like, the internet would explode. Cena showed up. It's it, They explode for Edge for, for a, you know, like a week, and then it all died down. But if Cena showed up, it would be that game changer that AEW needed, right? Can you imagine a Cena and MJF standoff at yeah. some point? Like, that would just be insane. But um, listen, man, Sean, do you play uh, wrestling video games? I do, I do. I actually have uh, repurchased both video games uh, since I recently purchased the PS5. Both video games, as in WWE as 2K23 in 2K23 and, and uh, the AEW. Uh, excuse me, AEW. Uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Connor, help me out. AEW Letdown. You had it right. Fight, fight forever. Fight forever. Letdown. AEW like Pay Forever. Got it. I actually, I actually uh, repurchased uh, Fight Forever and 23 because um, I recently bought a PS5. Nice, nice. That upgrade's always nice, man. I, I like the PS5. No, no shade. Um, look, I agree with Conrad said too. Like, if you don't support an AEW Fight Forever, granted the game is not good right now. I've already said, look, give it a year, man. Give it a year. They're obviously <laughs> releasing new bundles every week, it seems like, for this game. So uh, in a year when everything is, you know, available for the game, maybe you can purchase the game for a good $400 and get everything <laughs> for the downloadable content. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what it is. But it's a live service game. Um, so that's, that's good. I think that WWE 2K24 is going in that, that direction too, right? We've seen that with a, a ripoff Bad Bunny pack. Um, it was not uh, not a good purchase. Probably, look, I'm a content creator, so I purchased it. 
Um, I still need to, to get ripped off on AEW Fight Forever so I can make some videos on that too, but uh, dude, $10 for a Bad Bunny pack, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to a live service whether we want to or not. When it comes to WWE 2K23, a lot of it is that My Faction stuff that people don't like. WWE 2K23, I, I, I know what Conrad likes, I know what he, he doesn't like when it comes to that game. I know a lot of stuff that he doesn't like when it comes to that game how do you feel when you play that game what what style is more your taste do you are you like an, an Aki engine guy or are you you this you know weird face buttons thing that 2k's got going on with the the cutscenes, all the cutscenes when it comes to your moves and things of that nature what, what do you like in a wrestling game, folks? I'm all about the theatrics. I'm not going to lie. I'm all about the theatrics. There's certain things that are that, that, that bother me about the game, and there's certain and those things would probably be like, why do you care so much? I can't stand that they don't have every entrance for every stable in the industry. They should have every stable. Every stable that's ever walked down the aisle for WWE should be somebody that you could acclimate your team to. You should have every Titantron. You should have every music. I believe cutscenes are what makes the game cool. I believe that there's more aspects that they can add as it relates to um, the storyline of, you know, in my universe where you do certain actions and then it causes the, the teams to break up. It needs to be more. I'm all about the theatrics. I worry. I take hours. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing to say. Don't judge me. I take hours changing the wardrobes changing the entrances, making the bloodline come out together, making the NWO coming out come out together. To me, it's all about customization. And I think WWE has that on lock right now. It could be better, but man, Fight Forever just is, is such, such a disappointment in that regard. Like you, you can't do much. And, and, and when you can't make the game your own, that's a problem. So to answer your question, I'm all about the theatrics and the customization. So when it comes to the gameplay, though, itself, like as you're playing in the wrestling game, how do you, how do you feel about yeah, that? The buttons and things like that, the, um, you know, press X to, multiple times to kick out. That's corny to me. I like the idea that you have to go through the like the little gamut pin, of the, the pin know, meters. Yeah, the pin meter, okay. that nature. I'm all about that. I like I like the model of, of the gameplay of WWE 2K23. OK. All right. Um, we got we got a couple new games coming out too. I guess we're finally hearing some things from the wrestling code as well. Look, I, I don't mean this to sound rude or anything, but I have very little hopes for the wrestling code. I just I just don't, especially for people who are looking for like that Aki engine. The people that are making this game are basically going off of a 2K formula. It seems like from what I've seen in the game, it just feels like a low-budget 2K. But I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Maybe this game comes out and they surprise me. You know what I mean? But, what, Conrad, what are you expecting out of the wrestling code? Because I know that you're really looking forward to more wrestling games other than 2K. For me, I'm, I'm cool with the 2K. I've just been... Look, I bought every game since, you know, they started. And I've just kind of been accustomed to just one wrestling game. But I also agree, look, more wrestling games aren't a bad thing. How do you feel about wrestling code? Uh, I like the wrestling code. Like I said, I'm all for I champion anybody who's going to try to make a wrestling game. Um, it's a hard thing to do. 
Yeah, yeah, it's one of the hardest games to make. This isn't just some guy who stands there and then you press a button and he does whatever. This is a lot of moving parts. A lot of things are happening. Crowds moving. This is moving. Announcers are moving. Tables got to break. This has to happen. Chairs. Um, I I trust the wrestling code's process. I would like to see more of what the game modes are going to be. What are you going to deliver to us? What are your timelines right now? They really stopped specifying that because at first it was going to be 2024. They did. They haven't mentioned that again lately, so that's one worry. But I, I've been waiting for a boxing game for the, longer than Fight Forever and everything else. And I know fans are begging for those games to come out right away. And sometimes you're rushing the developers along to to try to get your money. So well, we know what be careful what you, you rush, wish for when you rush that. <laughs> yeah, Probably. yeah, not worth it. But I, I'm looking forward to it. They even answered my question, though. I like that. Like when I asked about the miss for. Um, who did they show off? Was it Tajiri? Yeah, Tajiri and Sonny Ono. And they answered my question. I thought it was cool that they're paying attention to the little details. Um, shout out to Kenny Bomb who had me featured in his video. Kenny Bomb, I'm going to need some money, though, for that. Send me a dollar or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had the mist in the in the video, and they said, yeah, different mists will have different effects and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. They, they watch wrestling. Like, they get, like, little things like that. So I, I'm interested to see what it becomes. They got a great roster. From who they've signed, so I think I think that you know there was a lot of talk leading up to um, AEW Fight Forever, including the Wrestling Code, right? Like the Wrestling Code was releasing some news and information on the game. But James, I think that as soon as the Wrestling Code seen Fight Forever and seen what they had released and seen the feedback, maybe this company took a step back and said, "Okay, we need to fix this, this, yeah. this, this, and this before we." talk about pump the brakes hold on because we We, this community is going to eat it alive right but the difference is from the wrestling code i think is there's less expectations going into a game like that as compared to an AEW fight forever right this is a billion dollar company that we're talking about AEW fight forever well multi-million dollar company but you have a billionaire running calling the shots you would think that enough money was put into this game to make it the very best it could be um, mm-hmm. And it just wasn't the case. So I think that the wrestling code seen this and kind of took that step back. What do you think, James? Yeah, like I think, uh, you know, the impressions they got from AEW Fight Forever, they probably recollected and just said, all right, well, this got pushed in the matter of what, like three years. All the feedback was, you know, was terrible for the game. Um, you know, so many missing models. Uh, the music wasn't, you know, attracting to certain people. They were just doing generic, you know, there wasn't much to do on the game. You were done with it within a week span, so they want to give you more, more options with it. They probably did pump the brakes with it, you know. Um, I mean, look, look at the major complaint. I mean, the major complaint of a lot of people was GTA takes forever. Yeah, but they go on point. They, you know, it's been what over ten years. You know, now we got to wait till twenty twenty five. But you know, you want the best game as much as possible. You want to fix the littlest errors. You know, you want to be as precise as possible you know this person having this attire with this ring music coming out to this animations you want to be as updated as you can be because Dude, there's some there's some people that are there's I a mean, lot I'm the that go way. into a wrestling game that people don't understand 2k gets eaten alive year after year right conrad we know a, a few of the devs over there we know what these guys go through but um it's just not fix them servers every yeah. first comment they put up a video fix them servers dude and they're not alone look every year i'm 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 texting brian like bro what 
Like, why do I keep crashing, bro? <laughs> like, come on, man. He's like, bro, I have nothing to do with that. Well, make something up, dude. <laughs> like, tell me that well, you guys are fixing something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I want to. I'm an online guy. I, to me, no game lasts forever unless it's an online game. That's just what it is. If I can get online with my buddies and have a good time, and we're doing that consistently throughout the year, then it's a great game because. Personally, I'm not going to play a showcase mode. I'm not going to play uh, My Rise over and over again. You know what I mean? Showcase, for one, needs to just exit out of WWE 2K23. One time. One time. Yeah. Yes. One time. yeah, that's a one-time thing. That's a one-time thing. Like, Conrad, how do you feel about unlocking Mo Mighty Molly twice? <laughs> Doug, why is it so long just to play this? I gave up. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably, like, a chapter or two away. I couldn't play it anymore, though. I was like, this story is crushing me. Like, it was, like, soul-sucking. I was like, this is so, I'm done. The lock one I enjoyed, and then afterwards, that, that one with the podcast, and I, I, I couldn't do it. I think the story was good, and the story that you stopped playing was good. But here's the thing. it They add so much crap in this game that it's just like, dude, why do I have to? I don't want to play ten matches before I get to the main story match. Like, right. what is this? Why do I have to keep traveling back to Japan? Sim. Yeah, it's just, it's, <laughs> yeah literally Sim. <laughs> Like, dude, I don't want to do that. Like, I paid $110. Give me everything. Let me go to the options and click unlock. Yeah. I'll play the story. Let me take my pace. Not, you know, like Conrad's situation. When the hell do I get Molly Holly? Ah, oh, the hell with it. I'm just going to go to what's the status and download his, you know, Molly Holly that's unlocked. Yeah. And that's another thing. If I see the stinking airport one more time. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's too much. That's another thing I think a lot of people argued about for AEW Fight Forever is like once you unlock everything what do I do now what do I do now I don't think that the unlocks had anything to do with it for me I think it was just like dude, there's just not enough in this game that that was my problem there's just not enough in this game for me to keep playing like I can, I can you know if I'm gonna get online with people then cool but for <laughs> for like me to be done with this game in a week you know what I mean that that says a lot you know I was straight done in a week like now I'm just playing a couple matches or whatever then I'll get off. I do love the gameplay in AEW Fight Forever. I do like a lot of elements that because it brings something different than WWE 2K23. But 2K23, they they released this accelerator to where you can buy the accelerator. Why do I have to play through My Rise to unlock Mighty Molly? Let me just <laughs> unlock her, bro. I, I've played these games for years. Like I really look. I'm gonna keep playing your game. I just you know for me to get that option, just let me unlock. I don't want to play through all this stuff because yes. I want to sim through all that extra crap that you put in my rise. It's just too much. The stories are cool, but. I think that the best way that they could do a game is if you gave me AEW's gameplay, those ideas from No Mercy of changing the attires, giving me the attires, letting me unlock them, let me set up my stuff the way that I want it, and then the features that are in the 2K games. That's what I think people want. I want to be able to upload my wrestler. I want to be able to create. I want to be able to go online with my friends. I want tag team ladder matches. I want four-way ladder matches. Can we get more than four people in the ring? That's where the issue is. Um, and, and I don't think anything's better either with the charging. I think E had mentioned something in the chat about like how much money it costs. The WWE editions are crazy now. 
honestly like pricing wise when i paid for the nwo i was sitting there like i can't believe i'm about to buy three characters that i know are in the game i know razor diesel and hulk hogan are in the game but to get hollywood hogan who's been in the game already i'm about to pay again and for eric bischoff who's a 67 overall who i'm just gonna smack up with whatever wrestler i pick like i don't understand (laughs) why we why we have to pay that much money for it and that's just that's the price now it's 50 bucks for all the DLC. And you paid all that money for Hogan's mustache to not even work. So <laughs> how does that make you feel? <laughs> seeing them glitches, man. It's it's too much. Look, I think that AEW Fight Forever would have been great um, had it had more match types. That's, that's simply all it is. Let me customize. Like, I don't really care that I can't create all these, you know, they don't have the whole creation suite that, that WWE 2K has. I wasn't going into AEW Fight Forever expecting that. But at least let me go in there and change the color of Kenny Omega's tights or something. You know, give me give me some customization to the in-game models. Like, that's really all I care about. Like, cool. They put that in in that new patch, kind of, a little bit. You can you mess with some I stuff. You turn Kenny Omega blue? Not the same, homie. No, no, Not you the- can change their tights and stuff, too. Oh, can you? Yeah, so somebody did where they made, um, like, you know, the Burberry pattern that MJF has? They made Adam Cole and MJF match and made them better than you, baby. And I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty So you can put the patterns on, but can you actually change the color in the designs that are art? You know, do you get what I'm saying? No, I think it's like a skin, kind of like Fortnite in those games where you buy something and then you put it over it. It's not not the greatest thing. But I personally, listen, if I'm AEW Games, I am getting someone else new on this contract. It was obvious to me from interviews and other things that I heard leading up to the game that whatever Kenny Omega thought he was getting, he was not promised. Because Kenny Omega does not talk about this game. He does not reply on Twitter when people ask. You could clip this out and send it to him. I would love for Kenny to talk about the game. Maybe he's trying to shop around with Sega. Maybe he's talking to people at Capcom. I don't know what you're doing, but they need to find someone else to take over this game ASAP and fix it especially if they want to keep it going. That's just my word of advice to them. I'm sorry to Ukes. I like Ukes, but I think they fumbled here, and it's just not worth keeping them on, Look, my I opinion. Agree, man. I, Good I'm time out on the payroll, too, by the way, because nobody's a bigger advocate of that game than Conrad. <laughs> 100%. I think Conrad and E would make a fantastic team when it comes to uh, promoting AEW Fight Forever. Just, my just, boy deserves a check. Get rid of the Zadies guy. You know what I mean? Like Zadies can go away. Conrad could come in. Conrad will be tweeting. I feel bad for him too, though. I think they leave him hung out to dry because he doesn't know anything. But I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, who am I supposed to be mad at? He's like, talk to AW Games. I'm like, who is that? That's not a person. Yeah, bro. That's the same answer that Tony Khan gives when he sends you to Brian Danielson. Mm. Fine. Go talk to Brian. (laughs) He's got this. Hey, Brian, you got this right? All right. Hey, this guy's hurt. Oh, Brian, you deal with it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I got it. And Brian, you see that, that tweet? Stuff. You see that tweet, Brian? <laughs> Go handle this, boy. Go handle it. That's a paddling. That's yeah. a paddling. <laughs> he said what? That's <laughs> <laughs> too much, man. Look, I have I still have high hopes for AEW Fight Forever. I'm going to buy the DLC. I know I've I've said I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Um, it looks like they're still adding more stuff in that wasn't leaked, right? Like when it originally got leaked, we we got three wrestlers, uh, game mode. Um, and I think a match type cage match, right? Was locked behind it. I think all those cage things- matches it looks like they're doing something with that. Um, okay. I can tell you guys other hints and things is, uh, 
E, stop making me laugh in the chat. The um, <laughs> they so they mentioned that I also think we're about to get Swerve. If Swerve's the hottest thing, yeah. you have to add him to this game, and I would not be surprised if they're gonna try to squeeze in an Adam Copeland. Like, get your money's worth out of this guy. Rayo was supposed to be kind of fit into that picture as well. I heard the same thing. I've heard Claudio mention. I don't know if those are true. That was supposedly from a Fightful thing. If someone can confirm or deny it, please let me know if you ever see it. But well, like I said, they got hope. I already don't believe it, man. CM Punk is not going to WWE. Is that a CM Punk reference? Is that a say? Look, never again, bro. <laughs> never again. I'm sorry. Um, you mean I got to wait to watch that Evil Uno stream in a hotel room to show me the new yeah, DLC? Bro, why isn't Evil Uno on this game yet? I feel bad for that boy. Uh, he's someone else they can Hell, he's in. not even playing the game on stream. He's playing like some dragon game. And I'm like, what happened <laughs> to the game? This is well, I don't expect up. them to pl- I don't expect them to play the game every week. It's not like Xavier Woods is like WWE 2K23 this week on the stream. They play it for a little bit, then you got to go away, come back, go away, come back to a tournament, stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Look, I think we're going to wrap up, guys. Uh Easy said uh, that'll be $5 at everything pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, um, I really appreciate you guys coming on and talking some pro wrestling today. Next week, guys, we will be back to talking about some video games. I think that we got some news that we will be talking about, so expect that. This Friday, I'm going to be on Assemble's channel, so if you follow my boy Assemble, go and check that out. I'm going to be over there. We're going to be talking some WWE 2K24. Conrad, plug your stuff. Sean, plug your stuff right after uh thank you for having us on first and foremost uh, i speak for myself and my tag team partner here sean uh tomorrow me and derek will be live with our dynamite review that we do every wednesday uh we're keeping that thing going right about now um clash of the podcast live every monday come check us out if you guys like talking to pro wrestling with us it's a little mix of wwe impact aew so we talk about it all me and sean uh, if you enjoy his opinions as well. And sometimes we pop up on Sean's channel, but I'll let Sean tell you about that. I want to thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, you know, uh, myself and Conrad are happy to be here as it relates to the Clash of the Podcast piece. Um, every Monday night, 6.05 Eastern on the Everything Pro Wrestling channel. Um, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Make sure you go to HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Make sure you check out the merch at HWWeekly.Threadless.com. Got some really good stuff going on there. And the next special that we're going to be having on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is going to be our Royal Rumble special coming up the Thursday night before the Royal Rumble. We always do a big show on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. The cross crossover show is on Hubbard Wrestling Weekly uh, on um, day four pay-per-view. So the next one is going to be um, Thursday before the Royal Rumble. So make sure you come to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. Subscribe. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Every Monday night, though, 6.05 on EPW Channel, Clash of the Podcast. God bless. Check them out, guys. And you can follow us everywhere at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Why, James? Because branding matters, sir. That's my boy. That's my boy. Everywhere at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You guys want to see us uh, play some Call of Duty, go check us uh, out on Twitch as well and, and become one of our three followers over on Twitch. <laughs> it's a very big channel over there. Very popular, very popular. Uh, go and watch us play some video games over there. We're going to start playing some Call of Duty. GTA pops, man. GTA pops off. We're, we're on that for sure. And uh, I actually got Conrad to buy GTA Online for the fifth time, right? Conrad, for the fifth time. James showed me how to get my refund. I'm back. 
I'm back. <laughs> All right, my man. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, man, I got it. You, I got it. He also teach you how to peel them potatoes before you check out too or what? Okay. <laughs> <Peel> those onions. <laughs> Just check it. Man, James, cheapest guy uh, that I know. That's for sure. James, love I'm you being guys. CM Punk, you. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us, man. Catch us right here, same time, same place, on YouTube, Twitch, at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Take it easy, guys. Bro! Bro! Bro!